Off the ball. He's an absolute rascal. He sits there with a hand grenade, and every time there's a, there's a lull in the conversation, he just gets one out and lobs it in. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Well, Brian, Manchester City take a pretty comfortable 3-0 win away to Everton at Goodison Park. Uh, there was some talk maybe it might be a bit of a, a tough game for Manchester City. It did prove to be in the opening 30-odd minutes, but Ilkay Gundogan pops up with a brilliantly improvised goal. He got a free kick in the second half as well, Holland with the other. But uh, Gundogan has been a, a sensational player this season for Manchester City and looks like setting them on the way to a, another league title. Yeah, well, he's been a sensational player for them since they got him. He hasn't always been the one who has had the, the the biggest notice or compliments, but I think he's appreciated by his his, his players and the staff at Manchester City. Been a smashing player since he's come in from Dortmund. Um, kind of unsung hero, I'd say, in many ways. But uh, he's in brilliant form at the moment. Um, part of set, set set up the goal the other night for for De Bruyne. Two goals last week himself, two goals today. And um, an all-round performance, a brilliant He scored two and made Haaland's goal with a lovely, delicate chip cross right onto his noggin for the third goal, for the second goal, rather, and then wrapped up the game early in the second half. So an outstanding display and a comfortable win for City once they got the breakthrough and, and tagged on the second goal quickly. It was it was a long haul for for Everton. I I didn't see them having enough to to pull out to pull it back from two 0 down. And when then we got to three, it, the game was done and dusted. It was just about City keeping a bit of composure, not overstressing themselves, not using up too much energy, keeping a bit back for the midweek game with, with the vital game with, with Real Madrid and comfortable winners. Yeah, it's a 1-1 in that Champions League semi-final second leg tie that comes up on Wednesday. He noticeably made some changes, but you would think the likes of Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, Kevin De Bruyne, who all started on the bench today, they're probably being held back for that game against Real Madrid. But maybe some concerns over other players that he, he kind of let play there this afternoon. The likes of Rodri, Ruben Diaz came on very late or came off very late as well. Kyle Walker, another one. Well, I think defensive player is not big a, a, a big deal. Kyle Walker will have a big challenge ahead of him dealing with Vinicius Junior again, one of the key battles in the match. But I think he played with he, he was very restrained in his performance today. We didn't see him dashing forward much once they got those t- t- two goals in the thirty around thirty seven minute mark. Um, but I would be a little bit more concerned about Rodri's position, Gundogan maybe who are key starters, Holland as well. That they played for so long in the game when it wasn't really necessary. They could have brought on subs who are quite capable of keeping a three 0 lead without them using up any energy that might be required. Remember, the game could go to extra time uh, in midweek, the second leg. So I just w- just wonder about that. But look, Pep is a very clever, educated manager who knows what he's doing. I'm sure he has a lot of information coming from the backup staff, from the science, um, science and performance staff. So... You know, look, we just have to wait and see the game. But I was just surprised. There was no necessity to keep those key players on when the game was done and dusted at 3-0 in Everton. While they had a lot of possession, they they really looked like threatening the goal. Um, That four-point lead they have now at the top could be reduced to one. Look, you'd expect maybe on form Arsenal to take all three points at home against Brighton. 
as we record that match is uh, yet to kick off but have City now done enough do you think that's was that the Everton game the trickiest match they'd face in the run in have they done enough now to win their third uh, on paper on paper I would say so Chelsea not in great form still you know, languishing a mid table Frank Lampard in charge um, waiting on the Pochettino thing to get sorted out they don't look at like the players of great either interested or enthusiasm for the, the challenge of moving up a place or two on the table so I would think that they have to be out, out favourites against Chelsea although Chelsea have great players and you don't know what, what can happen we we know that, that anything can happen in football and the football match when starts the two teams with 11 players and Chelsea have certainly plenty of quality but in current form you have to rate Manchester City as favourites and that and Brentford and Bournemouth the two away games to finish off both of them have had very good seasons and have achieved what uh, their goals would have been for the season to stay in the league particularly from Bournemouth point of view great season under Gary O'Neill after he took over from Scott Parker but again Manchester City have so much quality and there's so much at stake for them you would think that they will have the bit between the teeth for those, from those matches to get the results that's required so I think today's result was was absolutely crucial for them and then looking at Everton then, because uh, they're a point above the relegation zone, and um, they played a game more obviously than Leicester City or two below them. They could get out of that if they can beat or get a point against Liverpool tomorrow. Uh, how do you fancy chances of Everton now to stay up? They're in a really good position. They play against Wolves away from home next, and then they welcome Bournemouth for the last game of the season. Yeah, I think they showed enough today. Obviously, against Brighton, they were superb on Monday and a good draw against Leicester from being behind. And even today, I thought they showed a lot of heart and endeavour and graft in the second half, despite being 3 0 down early enough in the second half. And they showed a bit of quality, particularly in the midfield positions. Calvert Lewin went off at half time. I think the manager was protecting him for the last two games. Mopey comes on, never had a shot at the goal, wasn't really a threat. Anana come on in the second half as well he did okay um, I think the the left back position was worrying for them whatever happened with uh, Mikhailenko didn't play today wasn't in the squad that's worrying for Everton but Tarkovsky I'd say Sean Dyche was having a look at Tarkovsky in the left back position uh, in the second half because he, he's worried about that position and he knows that he's covered at centre half with, with, with Cody and Michael Kane. So that was a bit of an experiment that probably worked all right. He might go for Tarkovsky as the left back position for the Wolves game if Mikhailenko isn't fit. But I think they showed enough today that, that, that would make you say they could get a result against what? It's a good, good Wolves side. You said you thought Wolves played very well against Manchester United yesterday. But I think Everton have enough um, about them to get the points required, whether that's three, four or six in the last two games. I don't think they'll need six, but they might need four. And if it comes into the last game against Bournemouth, needing a win, I think on what we've seen, I think they can get that win in the home game. i just ask you finally, you mentioned Pochettino there, Brian, uh, a man you'd know well from covering games and being at Tottenham Hotspur and all that kind of thing, but it seems that Chelsea squad, although as messy as it might seem, the way Todd Bowley's run his transfers there, had a lot of really good young talent there, perhaps lacking an out-and-out out out striker, which they might look at over the summertime, but kind of looks like a squad ready-made for Pochettino and a squad he might do well with. Well, 
Look, at any manager should do well with the squad they have. I mean, they've an abundance of players, too many. It was scattergun approach in the signings. It was kind of like get out there and sign the best new toy, and they spent over. They paid over the odds um, uh, for players. Um, it was kind of. Fernandez coming in the yeah, but that, like he was a good player and he won cup win and so on. But the Mudrick one, you know, because they thought Arsenal was going to sign him, they over overpaid for him. Udieke, they overpaid for him. But they've got loads of attacking players there, and there needs to be a tidy up done. Really, they needed the manager in. Maybe Pochettino knows he's going to be in, and he's looking at it closely. He's making his mind up about who's going to come and go. I mean, they've got the likes of Ziyech and Pulisic there, Havertz. All attacking players have loads of them, but they haven't got an out and out centre for them. I'm sure the employers have to get them, but I'm sure Pochettino is looking at this at the group of players is there and saying, "Look, there's enough quality there. I can do a job with that." Why wouldn't he take the Chelsea job after you know the madness of him being in PSG? It's a very difficult club to manage, and he's a good manager. But uh, I'm sure he's setting down the rules. If they they are talking to him, it looks like a deal might be done. And he's saying, look, I'm, I want to have control here, and I'm going to decide who we keep and who we let go. And he's got to get stuck into that process. But, you know, that's for the future. It's been a disaster of a season for Chelsea. They won't be in Europe next year. That'll mean they won't have a lot of midweek football when their opponents or the teams they should be competing with for the top four places will be playing European football on a regular basis midweek. They'll have the advantage of being able to uh, train and work on tactics and structure and uh, patterns of play and so on, which would be a real positive for them. So I don't have the worries about the signing of the players. The players have been signed. They just need one or two, need a centre forward, maybe a bit of a tweak here and there, one or two other positions.